from the Tulsa world. This is the OSU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Dean Rule and Jawan Lee. Thank you all for tuning in. This is our third OSU Sports Extra Podcast of the week. Um, we're, we're, we're increasing just a little bit as football season gets going. And this one is coming at you about an hour and a half after Oklahoma State loses uh, 33-7 against South Alabama. Loses might be an understatement. The, the Jaguars absolutely dominated OSU for 60 minutes. Uh, I think you can see that in the score, in the stats, just across the board. Um, I think not what many people would have expected. I know OSU was kind of on upset watch. Uh, for most of the week based on just kind of national pundits, um, what they were throwing out there. But I think nobody would have predicted a 33-7 to final. And I think for, for three quarters, OSU was held scoreless. Um, so by no means, I think, an outcome many people would have predicted. I think OSU opened or closed as a uh, 7.5-point favorite. So... In a lot of ways, not what was expected. And I think when you break it down, uh, talking to people post-game, a lot of the issues that have been plaguing OSU for the season, we're now three games in, uh, OSU is 2-1, and one. Not, not ideal at all. Uh, me and Juwan on the podcast earlier this week kind of talked about Based on the schedule OSU was looking at and how they were performing, I think you probably would have thought they could be 4-0 by the time they got to Kansas State, by the time they got to their bye week. Um, based on who they had, who they were playing, and how they looked, there were issues for sure. This was by no means a, a polished product they'd been putting out for the first couple weeks. But it all kind of came to a head tonight between – you know, the rushing attack, when you look at the numbers here, OSU, let's see, they finished with 94 rushing yards on 29 attempts. Um, you're not going to win a lot of, of football games with numbers like that. And meanwhile, you had South Alabama, who was able to just consistently rush throughout the game, quarters one through four. They finished with 243 rushing yards on 47 attempts. Uh, there, there was no pocket protection whatsoever for any of the three OSU quarterbacks who who made an appearance. Now, you know, between Gunnar Gundy, Alan Bowman, and, and Garrett Rangel, um, you know, Garrett Rangel didn't even drop back according to this this stat sheet. So, I think a lot of a lot of questions. There are more questions after tonight than there were. 24 hours ago. And that is concerning. That is by no means what OSU would have wanted, especially as we're just college football is about to hit that conference part of the schedule. And OSU opens with a team that is by no means the best in the big 12 uh, with, with Iowa state and what they're dealing with off the field. That is all factoring into, to what's going on here. Um, 
but the rushing attack was not there. The pocket protection was not there. Before this week even got going, back on Monday, Mike Gundy said this would be the most this would be the most physical team OSU faces up to this point. And it showed. It showed in all aspects of the game. Um OSU got dominated. You know, and and when when South Alabama has that rushing attack that they had. You know, the, the, the quarterback position is, is a bonus in a way. You know, Carter Bradley, a veteran uh, quarterback for, for the Jaguars, 10 of 16, 152 yards, two touchdowns. His connection with um, with Colin Lacey was, was great, 104 yards. Lacey got both of those touchdowns. I think if, if you're an OSU fan, the concern – me and Joanna and I talked about this – I think it was this week. It might have been last week, but we chatted about this on the podcast. You, If you're an OSU fan, your concern level is probably somewhere between, you know, if, if this were on a scale of 1 to 10, probably somewhere in the 6 to 8 range. I think after tonight, that bumps up to a 9.5. The, the defense struggled. The offense struggled. Special teams was was, you know, it was not terrible, but they had some punts that were not great. Um, you know, if we want to get into that. And, and of course, Brennan Presley, right when it seems like OSU might get a little bit of momentum, there was enough time to maybe mount a comeback. Brennan Presley muffs a punt and gives it right back to South Alabama, who turns that into a field goal and makes it a three-possession game again. Um, so, yeah, I think as you break this down, as you look at this, there's not much to be optimistic about from this performance because those issues that had just kind of been lingering around from game one all kind of came to a head today. The rushing attack, the pocket protection, the defense. I think miss, missing tackles um, was an issue in the first two games. It wasn't 100% cleaned up, but it was better than what it had been. So I think that is something that you can maybe look at and say, hey, check this out. This wasn't all that bad. But everywhere else, you know, it doesn't matter who. Uh, OSU, again, they, they kept it marginally even with the uh, quarterback drives. Alan Bowman had four. Gunnar Gundy ended up with five after the game. Mike Gundy said, well, you can't really count that last one he had uh, before halftime. So he ended up with five, but it, in their eyes, it was pretty much four. And then Garrett Rangel, I think, only ended up with two. But just on the game flow and whatnot, it would have been four had the game been longer, point being. So they evenly split quarterback reps again for, for a third game. But I don't. it doesn't matter who you have at quarterback. With the pocket protection, there, there was not enough time to be able to get that ball out effectively. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do against Iowa state. I think you could, if you're always, you can probably get away with it, um, for another game, but I still think by the time Kansas state rolls around, you would like to have this figured out. And I think you'd like to have this figured out at as many positions as you can. Um, now that non-conference plays over, but there's, reason for concern after a performance like this there are a lot of aspects you can point to 
a lot of areas that need to be cleaned up. Um, another thing that hurt OSU tonight was penalties. They finished, the, they got called for seven penalties, and it cost them 64 yards. They got killed on possession times. South Alabama held the ball for nine more minutes than they did. Third down, South Alabama, 6 of 14, and, and they made some important ones early in the game. They converted on some very important ones. Um, both teams were 100% in the red zone, if if that's worth anything to, to listeners. But I, there's reason for concern here. Um, three games in now, especially with the non-conference schedule they had set up, I don't, I'm not saying it was a cakewalk by any means. Um, South Alabama was a good team. I think a lot of people across the country would agree South Alabama is a is a good team. But it, tonight's game was winnable for OSU, and I think it was something that they needed to win as you get going into conference play because I think with Central Arkansas and, and uh, Arizona State, those were – not the prettiest of games, but OSU feared it out in the second half, uh, especially with something like the the rushing attack. You know, against Central Arkansas, I think they had pretty much 66% of their rushing yards came in the fourth quarter. Against Arizona State, 100% of their rushing yards came in the second half. And so it seemed like they just kind of started to get it going a little earlier each game. And maybe in theory, you would think, that would carry over into tonight's game. They would have gotten it going a little bit earlier. They would have been able to make those adjustments faster, gotten it going. But when you're down, you know, multiple scores at the half, well, then you need, you can't run the ball. You know, running the ball can no longer be the priority. You need to get back in the game. So I think that's, that's another reason why the rushing attack was, not ideal. And, you know, somebody like Ollie Gordon only getting three carries, not ideal. Um, that's not going to win you a lot of ball games. And, and so OSU's the victim with that. I think it's interesting. Uh, some, something else, uh, kind of a, a bigger point to, to talk about here is, you know, I'd be interested to anybody listening, shoot me a, a tweet, shoot me a, a direct message, shoot me an email. I'm curious, three games in, what is this OSU team's identity? As as we're now 25% into this season, what do you see as OSU's identity? Right? Because you can go back to 2021, and that was built on this great Jim Knowles defense that really got going in conference play and was, you know, shutting out opponents in games, shutting out team. I don't know how I forget how many games. Um, they shut opponents out in the second half, but it was more than a it was more than a couple. Um, so, you know they, they built that identity up on that defense, and last year I think before I think in the I think they lost identity in the second half of the season last year, but I think before that you could almost make the argument Spencer Sanders was a little bit of the identity, just this this veteran quarterback. Um, who was really moving, moving the offense not only in the the passing game but in the rushing game. Um, but what is it this year? What do you? What do the listeners, you guys, the listeners think? OSU's identity is 
three games in because I don't think it's very clear. Um, and I think that's hurting this team a little bit. Um, so let me know what you guys think. Me and Juwan will get back together uh, Tuesday and Thursday of this upcoming week. As always, more coverage from tonight's game uh, against South Alabama will be on our website, osusportsextra.com, postworld.com. You can find it everywhere. Um, thank you all for, for giving this a quick listen. This was just kind of quick thoughts after the game. Uh, as always, Apple, Spotify, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Um, so so check out the episode. this episode or episodes in the future. Uh, we're going to have quite a bit coming, so just stay tuned. Thank you all for listening. Um, and let me know what you guys think of, of this loss for OSU and, and kind of how it impacts the rest of this season because I think this could be pretty crucial um, if you when it comes time to look back on the season. I think this evening could be very uh, a crucial decider in how this season is thought of. So thank you all for listening. And um, me and Juwan will see you later this week.